I just don't have anything in common with someone who's not locked in, someone who is just existing. They're waiting for the opportunities. They're waiting for some magic to happen. They're waiting for that bullshit luck that don't exist, where people who are locked in, they are passionate about music or coaching or fitness or education or in the medical field, whatever they might be doing. Like, if you just stay locked in and you do what you have to do with the right people and, and you live by this message and you live by your own messages too that help you shine, I mean, this is just something that's going to be so beautiful. It already is beautiful, but where it's going to be is so sick. But I'm just enjoying the journey and where I'm at right now because I'm locked in. It's time for the Garage Boozing Podcast. What's up, nerds? And welcome back to another episode of the Garage Boozing Podcast. I'm your host, the man with absolutely no plan, the chase with the face for radio, Chase Sherga. And folks, today is time for part two of my great conversation with Billy Floyd. We are totally locked in. Billy has been a great guest. I can't wait to have him back. This guy's positivity, his motivation, his outlook on life, I admire it so much. And yeah, Oh, and of course, like I said before, he is my new best friend. But anyway, yeah, uh, part two with Billy Floyd. We're ready to rock and roll here in the garage. So uh, yeah, without further ado, folks, you know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, kick your feet up, crack open a cold one. And if you're really feeling fruity, take a shot. Why not? Because this week's episode of the Garage Boozing Podcast is locked in. We're locked in. I'm always locked in. And it starts... Now. Oh, yeah. It's support for the Garage Boozing Podcast. It is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped will help you trim up the family jewels to make everything nice and right for the ladies. Make sure that you're using promo code TGBP20 for 20% off your Manscaped products. Oh, yeah. All right, so like I said before, this is my Billy Floyd impression. I was wearing a suit and everything, but it's getting really hot in here, so I'm going to take it off. But do you tie your own ties? Of course you do, right? Most of us do. Yes, sir. I can tie a tie, but it comes out a little sloppy, so I cheated with a zip tie. You had me the whole time. I, like, yeah, <laughs> I know. This guy can really tie this thing. He's going crazy. <laughs> you know what's funny? I got the zip tie from my dad, Ray Sherga. Ray Sherga, uh, shout out. <laughs> uh, my dad is also an off-ice official for the Adirondack Thunder, by the way, but um. One second, I got to take my headphones off so I can take the tie off. Oh, my God. You had me, bro. Feels so good to breathe. There we go. Unbutton it a little oh. bit. Feel a little loosey-goosey. That's what I got to do. We're in the garage. The on the Garage Bougie Podcast. We're in the garage. Here we go. Unwind a little bit. We're having a great Thursday conversation. We're doing our thing. This is great. All right. So I love all the shit we've been talking about, but I want to ask, how old are you? I just turned 26. 26? Okay, I'm only 28, so I guess I, I say only, but I'm older than you. But I thought you... So how, Oh, you're JoJo's age, right? JoJo's age. We graduated. Shout out JoJo. Shout out JoJo. JoJo Koza, my best friend, my rock, and he is... He's, he's the, your best friend? Best friend. He's got I the exact that. same energy. Positivity. Same I love that fucking kid, energy. Man. The amount of phone calls, heart-to-heart conversations outings we've had together I you mean, better listen to this jojo it, it, it's countless and 
you know, I lived in Wyoming and Oregon for three years after I left from, you know, the local area here in the capital region and Poughkeepsie where I went to school. And I was so far away, but man, I talked to that kid on the phone so many times. And when I was in dark places, when he was in dark places, when we were at the highest highs, we were always there to give each other love and support. And then when I came back, it's like we never missed a beat. And now we do everything together. We play on the same basketball team. We go to the same gym. We're locking in almost every weekend doing something fun and just most importantly, having genuine conversations and doing whatever it takes to help each other get better. So I would not be where I am today without my best boy, Jojo Coza. And that's, you know, a brother of mine for the end of time. Wherever I go, he's coming. Wherever he goes, I go. Like that is the definition, flat out definition of a real one. I mean, that's, it's he's blood. A, he's a he's bro. blood. He's blood. He's, he's a bro. He's my brother for life. He's good people. Yep. And if you guys don't know, JoJo was on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Look it up. Great energy. If you watch that episode, same exact energy. That guy's hyping up. Great person. Fantastic. I, I fucking love you, JoJo. I hope I see. I hope I see you soon. Love you so much, brother. Um. So yeah, you said you were. Tw- you just turned twenty six. Yep. That's awesome. Good for you, man. You you are fucking killing it for a twenty six. I appreciate that, bro. So where are you originally from? I'm from Gilderland. So same that, with JoJo. We went to the same high school, and I'm from you know the local area. So people that aren't in the local area listening, we're out in upstate New York. That's like near all. Yeah, it's technically Schenectady. Right. Yeah, Schenectady. So I upstate New York. Yep. I grew up in upstate New York. Gilderland went to Gilderland High School, and then I went to Marist College in Poughkeepsie for four years of college. So I've lived in New York my whole life, and then after college, I moved to Wyoming for two and a half years, and then Oregon for about four months before I came home. So a couple questions here. Did you graduate college? Is that yep, what's... graduated okay. college in 2018. What was your major? Uh, sports communications. That makes a lot of sense. And then you moved to Wyoming? Yep. Why? So throughout college, I was a sports communications major, but I never locked in, bro, on anything meaningful in school. Like, I had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. It was a hell of a time. Made a lot of great friends, went out, played a lot of basketball, got involved with the apartment complex I worked for. I was really doing it. I was a connector, a communicator. I really had a blast, but I never focused on like television or anything that related to school. I, I did the classes and I worked really hard and I wrote great papers, but I never really set myself up for anything beyond college. And then it was the end of my first semester, senior year. And it's like, Jesus, like after this, we go to winter break and then we come back and then I have one more semester. Then I'm supposed to have some real job. Like what the hell am I going to do? So I thought to myself, well, you know, my dad is a television news anchor. My mom was a television news anchor. That's how she met my dad. And my grandfather, Ernie Anastas, who's my mom's father, news anchor. So it's like, okay, I want to be a positive influence in this world. I don't like the term celebrity. I don't like famous because it's not about that. It's not about me. It's about how can I get to the highest level possible to where I can speak and act and do what I have to do to positively impact as many people as humanly possible. So I, I fucking love it. So I thought, how do I start? How can I start this journey? I'll tell you one thing. 
I can't go to New York City and be some showrunner coffee guy for MLB Network or CNN or some major corporation. That will never happen because that will just be me extending my college years by grinding at some job that I absolutely hate, living for the weekend, getting drunk as shit, celebrating nothing with people who aren't you know driven. Why would I do that? So it's like, okay, I got to figure it out. I can't dance. I, I, no, I didn't sing or rap at the time, never acted. I'm like, okay, the only thing I can do that's actually probable is get on local television. So I got my other best friend, Sam Parties. Oh, I could go on and on about him. So you're cheating on JoJo with Sam. I call everybody my best friend. <laughs> my, my real friends, we all call each other best friend. Sure, it's a I whole spiel. Yes. But anyway, my brother for life, Sam Parties, he had an iPhone and he filmed me around college and we made little clips and little news stories, put together a reel. I had done an internship at my father's station, so I had a couple news reads of me reading some sports, put together a reel, and I applied to over 200 TV news jobs Holy across the country. Shit. I lived on tvjobs.com where they would post every single TV job in America, weather, sports, personality, evening, morning news, everything. And I applied for everyone. Didn't matter if it was seven years experience, zero years. I applied. I got one offer, just one. In Wyoming. Casper, Wyoming. And I said, well, I'm doing it. No matter what. Didn't ask my parents if I should do it. Didn't ask my friends should I do it. I said, I'm doing it. And that was it. I can't even tell you where Wyoming is on the map. Like if, if I'm looking at the map, first of all, I suck at geography. So I couldn't even tell you where like most of the states are. But Wyoming, I'm like, what the fuck is in my Wyoming? And before you keep going, I actually went to school for television and radio. That, nice. was, my, that was my major. Makes I went, sense. I went to a local community college, which is now like SUNY Adirondack. It was ACC at the time. Oh, wait, no, I just turned into SUNY Adirondack. Anyway, television and radio was my major. And I actually had a teacher that was like, "Yeah, if you're a, if you're going to be in this business, it's not for the money because mm-hmm. it's for it's for the drive. It's because you love it. You're not going to make you're not going to make money here." And I'm when I heard that, like being a college student, I'm not going to lie, I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. like this is all interesting to me." But like, if I'm not going to make a living, be able to swarm, like support my family, like maybe I shouldn't do this. Which is ultimately the reason why I switched majors to criminal justice, which was such a dumb decision. Imagine me pulling you over, man bun and all. Hey, speeding. You got any weed? Give it over. Like that, that would be me. You were doing what you thought you had to do. So right. nothing is a bad decision. And then you I got did what you had to do. And then I got into sales and like my life is great now. So like, hell yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't need college, I guess. But back to what you're saying. Now I wasn't a positive or I wasn't a passionate news person. I just wanted to be on television because I knew that would give me a platform. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I moved to Casper, Wyoming, literally one week after I graduated college, spring of 2018. Is that a big city in Wyoming? So the biggest city is Cheyenne, and the second biggest city is Casper. The population of Casper is 55,000 people. Oh, okay. The population of the state is 580,000 people. The population of New York City... I believe is 9 million people. So that's absolutely crazy. Where is Wyoming? It's near North Dakota, South Dakota. So it's in the North. Utah. It's north, right? Yeah, it's north. It's, it's like kind of kind in the middle. It's on Mountain Time. Oh, okay. Near, right near next to Colorado. Sure. Colorado is a huge Mountain state. Time is right next to the West Coast, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I had the morning news anchor position. 
And with Morning News and Casper, I had the opportunity and it was such a small market. So I could run my own show, hour and a half, 5.30 till 7 on television. And instead of making it like boring and newsy and about stuff that no one cares about, I said, I'm going to use this to create an empire. So I was the lead anchor. I had a co-host and I had a weather guy. We were the best team. It was fantastic. How old are you at this time? Um, I just turned 22. That's impressive. So, but before I had my second team, I had my first team and I came in hot where first off, I had never read off of a teleprompter besides a couple times in college. In college, yeah. I had no experience and I had no idea what I was doing. And I first started with the reigning anchor of the year as my co-host in the state and meteorologist of the year as the meteorologist. So it's... So hold on, time out. So you were the, you were the leading... Um not the lead at first. I was kind of oh, second, so when you came in, second okay. in command, but I was doing it with the best anchor in the state and the anchor best, of the year. Yep, and the best meteorologist in the state. And I'm this 22 year old like young buck who has no idea what's happening. But it was so sick because right away I learned, wow, if I want to get good at anything. I got to be around people who put so much pressure on me because they are so much better than me. And to be able to share the television screen with them right away where I'm stumbling over words, I'm freaking out, but I'm staying locked in and I'm getting better every single day. I like pressure. I got to learn so much from them. And then when they moved on in their careers and took their next jobs, then I became the lead and then the next girl in command, second in command came up. The next weather guy came up. And now, okay, after a year of like learning from them, now I'm kind of the guy. And when I became the guy, I was like, I'm going to just turn this show upside down and go crazy. So I got every single coach, player, kid, business owner, nonprofit, organization, you name it, in the area. Hey, you come on the show. Talk about what you're doing. We made it basically a talk show where we would interview two to six local stars or entrepreneurs or business owners or kids about what was going on. So everybody knew about Good Morning Wyoming. Everybody wanted Good to come morning, on. Wyoming. I love everybody that. knew me. Everybody knew what we were doing. We'd go to events. We could go to any event we wanted to. And it was just because me and my people took the time to ask people to come on the show interview them about what they're doing, post it on social media, spread the message, spread the word, and we literally built an empire. So right away when I graduated and started my career, it was a rare situation where I literally walked into fairy tale land where I was on TV right away with people who were so much better than me at first. I learned from them and worked with them constantly for several months before they left. Then I took over and then did it my way fully. So I loved what I did right out of the gate out of college, which is pretty rare because most people have to work shitty jobs to like get to a certain place. Totally. So my whole view of the world was like, this life is so great. This is so positive. This is so much fun. But then after two and a half years of doing it, my contract ended. And like you said before, you're not making a lot of money. I made $19,000 while I was Holy working there. Shit. I had money saved. I worked was throughout Was that college. a lot in Wyoming? I don't know how Wyoming is because that's not a lot in New York. <laughs> it can go further than most places. But 
fortunately, I had so much help from my parents, my grandparents. I had saved money. I wasn't some crazy spender. I will say, like, if you're going to make $19,000 a year, I feel like Wyoming is a good place to do that. The best place. Okay, right. The best place. And when my contract was ending, I wanted to make more. I didn't want to make more money, but I just knew that I had to go to the next step. And in television, you know, market number one is New York City. Market number two is LA. Three, Chicago. You get the deal. I was in market 196. Casper, Wyoming. So I had to move up the ladder and make more money and have a more prominent role. So I accepted a job in Eugene, Oregon as the morning news anchor there. Now this is fall 2020. So in Wyoming, fortunately for me, everybody, it's all red. Everybody loves Trump. Coronavirus didn't exist. Things closed for like a month and a half. And then movie theaters are open. Water parks are open. No one cared. So I go from a non-existent fairy tale land in Wyoming to Oregon where, you know, it's much more blue. You know, everybody's more on the other side. And my position with that news station was not morning news positivity interview. It was for two hours, I'm at a desk reading a prompter about Corona, Biden, Uh. Trump, vaccine, back to school, everything negative under the sun. And I knew right away, like, damn, like, I just got my ass checked because I thought this real world was all flowers and butterflies, but my intuition told me to go there even though I knew it wasn't the perfect job, but I thought, hey, I'm Billy Floyd. I can figure it out. I'm Billy Floyd. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. I got my ass fucking checked. So after about two months, three months, I'm like, how let, do I Let get me out? ask you this real quick. Go so, for it. so like you're reading the shit on the teleprompter and stuff and regardless of like your pol- political views, which again, who I don't care what way anybody leans, like I respect it all, but like- Regardless of your political views, you're reading a teleprompter and you're saying what they're telling you to say. Is that what it was like? Exactly. So so when, you might think one thing, but you're reading a thing that might not agree with what you're thinking, but they're telling you to read it, so you have to say it. Right. In Wyoming, that sucks. In Wyoming, I was saying and doing whatever I wanted because they trusted me and they believed that like what he's doing works because clearly everyone's coming on, everyone's raving, everyone's locked in. But that was the first time in my whole life that I felt like I was put in a box. I was put on a hamster wheel like everybody else, and now I have nowhere to go. So for the first two, three months of this job, I'm like, how can I salvage this? How can I make something of this? Like, I got to be able to do something. I'm Billy Floyd. Like, I got to be able to put a positive spin. I love spin. that you keep saying I'm Billy Floyd. I love because that. I'm, I'm like, know, I'm Chase Sugar. I say yeah, that all the time. I'm like, it. yes, exactly. And I thought to myself, well, I love interviewing and I love connection. So maybe I can start my own podcast. So I thought, wow, like I'm going to start my own podcast. This is going to be great. I'm going to title it Who's on the News? And I'm going to interview news anchors across the country about their life in news and their experiences, people in Texas, Utah, New York, Massachusetts, everywhere, and just have everyone know the behind the scenes story of their favorite local news anchors. So I brought that idea to my general manager and he didn't mess with it. He thought that it's a conflict of interest because I can't use my likeness to promote anything that's not affiliated with the station. And I understand that, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, like we're trying to make a living. We're trying to have fun. And they basically told me I couldn't do it. So in all due respect, I said to myself, I'm 24 years old at the time. I'm a young buck, savage, on fire stallion who's going to take over the world with all the best people. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm not going to listen to someone who knows nothing about me 
and have them tell me what to do. So I or what to say. What to say. So I said, you know what? I'm done and I'm out of here. And to most people, it's like, what is this guy doing? This guy's got the perfect dream job. He's on a television Quitting station. a job is hard. It's not easy. Especially when like you have this reputation of like you're the TV guy, you're the news guy. Everybody knows you as that. Everybody thinks you're, you know, something special because you're on TV. But I don't care what anybody thinks about me. But when I made the decision, I knew that people would talk. I knew people would be confused. I knew my parents and friends would be like, really? Like, but honestly, there was a lot of great support. So around March. At the 20- end of the day, what matters is what's best for you. That's the only thing that mattered. I knew that you get was, one life. You get yep. one life. Sure, you can love people in your life, and I'm sorry to cut you off. My dad hates when I do that. Sorry, Rayrod. But um, literally, like you have one life, and if people don't agree with what you want to do in your life, I'm not going to necessarily say fuck them because it might be your parents or whatever. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. Yep. No matter, like you might have a significant other. Yeah, you love that person so much, but like at the end of the day, your life matters most. Couldn't agree more. There, there. Not even matters most. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. So I knew for a fact, and like I said, you know, when I quit, I didn't I didn't ask my parents or my friends or anybody, hey, what do you think I should do? No, I I quit on my own. I did I told my parents that I You were locked in. I was locked in on my dream. So I, I gave up the news. I had the best two and a half years of my life in Wyoming, the darkest four to five months in Oregon that I needed. I didn't know I needed I, I it. I feel like you needed I that. needed it. I needed to get slapped in the face so I could realize, whoa, if I really want to be the guy that I'm destined to be, I had to get crushed and smacked down so I could be at this ground, dark, rock bottom level, stay down for a bit, and then be like, okay, let's gather your thoughts. Let's get this idea. Let's move back home. And let's run this bitch up. So, and that's exactly what I did. So then from there, you went home. I went back home to Gilderland to live with my parents. This was March 2021. So a little over a year ago. And right away, I started my Who's on the News podcast. And it was fantastic. I interviewed over 19 people in the industry. One of my best friends, Danny Ball, was the producer. He's done more than words can say for me. This guy has a lot of best friends. You can't trust him. He's got a lot of best friends. I take pride in having the best friend group, the best... It's not even a friend group. It's like my best friends... And it's just my people, and they're all cool. I just have the best friends in the world. Are we world. best friends now? Chase, handshake. <laughs> I like, love it. I my love new it. best friend. <laughs> and we we did the podcast Me, you, together. and JoJo got to hang out soon. You, me, and JoJo are going to kick it. I love We're it. We're going to crush <laughs> it. We're going to do everything we want to do together. Love that. Keep going. Sorry. With the podcast, we we crushed you know almost 20 episodes, 19 in total, and it was so much fun being able to interview people across the country, help them tell their story, and they've never done it before, so it was fun for them to come on a show and me interview them about their news life. No one's ever done it. And then I turned into doing it on social media where I do Instagram lives with people across the country with news, and... I always thought like this is going to be the podcast that blows up. This is going to be sick. This is going to be awesome. You have to have that mentality. Of course. You have to think this is it. We will blow up one day, I promise. This is going to blow up for <laughs> sure because <laughs> this is different. This is you. What I was doing, you know, I knew in the back of my head it's probably a stepping stone, but I also was like, no, this is it. But as time went, because I was doing what I love to do. Yeah, I was making no money off this podcast, but I was connecting with people across the country and having so much fun. But like we were talking about earlier, when you're doing what you love, 
you begin to attract all the opportunities and necessary people that you need to go to the next spot. It's not what you know, it's who you know. I believe that wholeheartedly. It is. And through doing that, people took note and I ended up connecting with Two Buttons Deep. I was going to get into that. Keep going. And with Two Buttons Deep, somebody who I knew put me in contact with them. I reached out. You know, Jack and Taylor are the epitome of goats. So I mean, for for those of you that don't know, Two Buttons Deep, I, I talked about this when I had Brian Radigan here on the podcast with DJT Swag. Uh, Two Buttons Deep is like a social media account, big on Instagram uh, for the upstate New York area. It's basically like a what's happening Instagram. And they've blown up very big. I, I followed Two Buttons Deep forever. And then you got involved. And keep going. They're incredible. So first off, Jack and Taylor are the definition of locked in. I mean, they have been so focused on this area and believing that they can get people to listen to them. And bro, they are just flourishing. I mean, in total, over a hundred thousand followers across all their platforms, more than a hundred thousand, because people see that they care about the area and people want to love the capital region. So when they're putting this crazy positive spin on everything under the sun, Plus, their personalities are through the roof, way better in person, too. They're stars on the internet, but most importantly, they're a million times better in person. I That's would love to have Taylor on the podcast one day. I DM'd her. She left me on red, but it's no big deal. She, she's the best. <laughs> Taylor Taylor is a one-of-a-kind young lady. Anyway. I love her shit. She's killing oh, it. Oh, God. The Bonista. She's a The Bonista. I love it. Yeah. So I, she'll I, be here eventually, I promise. Yeah. She'll be locked in <laughs> on the Garage Boozing mm-hmm. show. We uh we did we did content together all last year all summer and like I said when you're doing what you love you get opportunities that you need and honestly never even kind of imagined like after one of our two buttons deep videos we did a great video at the track where I was asking people fun questions talking about money betting who should I bet on you probably look fly as fuck too right oh I was dripped out dripped out Mark Thomas Apparel hooked us up we were all <laughs> swagging and after that video. The head of communication with the Adirondack Thunder hit me up and, you know, Evan Pivnik, he said, hey, Billy, like we need an arena host this season for the Thunder hockey team. We'd love you for the job. We saw your two buttons deep video. We checked out your Instagram. Would you be interested? It's like, I didn't even know this position existed. So through me quitting my job, doing my podcast, linking up with two buttons deep, now I'm linked up with the Adirondack Thunder. It's all just working out for me. I'm not forcing anything. I'm just doing what I have to do. And that led me to the Thunder, which was the greatest job I've ever had. And I'm coming back next year to do it again because it was so special. Got to connect with the kids, putting them on the Jumbotron like we were talking about. I mean, so great. And through the Thunder... I'm meeting so many people that are helping me get new opportunities in music, in entertainment, in hosting, you know, speaking to kids, impacting kids. Like, it's the dream just following what you want to do. So some people might not know who the Adirondack Thunder are. Can you tell me who they are? Yeah, so they're the ECHL affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils are in the NHL. There's the AHL. And then there's the ECHL. And then the ECHL. So they're the smallest, you know, minor league hockey team, but they play at the Cool Insuring Arena. In Glens Falls, New York. Which used to be the uh, Glens Falls Civic Center. Yes, back when like the, uh, what was was it? The, uh, what were they called? The Adirondack Red Wings. Yeah. Back in the early 90s. Back in the day. That was back when it was the 
AHL, right? yeah, yes, and then uh, I mean, Glens Falls has always been like a big hockey town, you yeah. know, like because like there's not much that goes on at the Civic Center or the now the cool insuring arena except hockey. So when hockey comes around, it's just like it, it's awesome. So that's cool that you're like the uh, the vo- what do you what I, what do you call it? I'm I'm just I'm the personality. I, I bring the energy yeah. when I walk in there. You know, people know that I'm there for them. So, like, there's Dan Miner, who's like, the, oh god, uh, I love that. I guy. love Dan Miner. Dan Miner, shout out your probably Yeah, my my dad and Dan Miner, they go back very very long because my dad's been an off ice official since like the '90s. Mm-hmm. But um, Dan Miner is a homie, and um, that guy is the voice of the Adirondack oh. Thunder. But like, you're the personality of the Adirondack Thunder. You know, they hear Dan like when there's a goal or whatever, or like. I like my favorite thing about Dan Miner is like when a hockey game comes out, he's like, Oh, and you're Adirondack Thunder. And the other team comes out, and he's like, And you're. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just totally. He's so good at it. He's so good. Dan Miner's such a homie. Sorry to cut you off. But yeah, oh my God, so good. Yeah, he's an inspiration, of course, because he just brings. You know, no pun intended. Thunder no, throughout the whole literally. arena. He's with his great voice. at what he does. He's fantastic at what he, he does. He is something else. And and to work, I mean, we don't really work like side by side. He's up there, I'm down here. But I mean, just to be in that atmosphere and people love the hockey. So when they pull up to the game, to the event, they're in this great mindset of like, I'm here to watch hockey. And there's so many families. So the kids are all excited. The parents are excited. So you're walking into an atmosphere where everyone's just so locked and lit up to be there. It's so easy talking to these people because they're so pumped to be locked in that location. So it just made my job so much easier. And like I said, it just helped me be in contact with more people and the journey just keeps on going. Draft Top. The Draft Top was designed to give you a better all-around drinking experience. And let me tell you how. You take your Draft Top bar tool, put it on top of your adult beverage, Give it a little squeeze, not too hard, a little bit of friction, a little to the left, a little to the right, a little to the left, a little to the right, and wa-bam. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me demonstrate this. If you're listening, I'm sorry, you just got to hear me talk. But yeah, then you pop your draft top off, take this, push it down just a tad, and now your beer just became a cup. So forget about wasting plastic, pouring your beer can into a cup, into a red Solo cup, if you will. It doesn't matter because now your draft top just made your beer into a cup. So now you can chug your beer a hell of a lot faster. You can smell the aroma of the alcohol. The experience of drinking here is just so much better thanks to draft top. So go get yours now. I want you to have one. You want you to have one. And you can get your own draft top at www.drafttop.com. And don't forget to use promo code GARAGEBOOZING for 10% off site-wide. That's right. It doesn't matter what you get in your draft top cart, 10% off site-wide using promo code GARAGEBOOZING. You know how to spell it. Don't be a fool. Buy your draft top right now. Treat yourself. You deserve it. All right, back to the show. So before your positions were all like behind camera. So was this like the first position you had that was like in an arena, like in front of a bunch of people? Were you nervous? At the first day, of course, you're, the the jitters are there. You're like, Jesus, I've, right? I've never done this. But like in person for me, I love live so much more than pre-recorded anything. Like live reactions are the best. And and when you're live, you just know like it is what it is, no matter what. So it's all in your head, and like it's so connected with yourself as a whole. But like 
I'm just more locked in when it's live because I'm not stressing. When you pre-record something or maybe it's behind, you know, cameras, you know, like if you mess up, you can redo it. So like, you know, you're always like, oh, if, you know, if I mess up, I'll just do it again. But like in when person. you're li- when you're live, it's like, no, I got to crush you it. You can't fuck up. So you dial into a different level that you didn't know that you had. And that was a necessary experience that I needed because I got all that exposure and experience through the thunder. And that led me to having this confidence to perform my music live now because now I've been hosting some events and performing my music. I started making music, rap music in October of last year, and I could have never had that confidence to to spit my lyrics in people's faces if it weren't for the thunder and getting all those repetitions at those hockey games. No, you keep killing it, dude. Great for you. Appreciate it. My best friend right here. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, JoJo. Um, <laughs> but um, so back to the uh, the music thing. You just mentioned music. So I didn't actually know that you made music until today because I was trying to prep for the podcast. And then I was like, what doesn't this guy do? This guy does everything. Like you're involved with Two Buttons Deep. You're with the Adirondack Thunder. You've got your own fucking Instagram blowing up. And then I see he's got music. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I see something that says uh, Walking Bucket is live, right? So I'm like, what the fuck is Walking Bucket? You so ready? And I, I click the link. Brings me to Spotify. I'm like, listening. I'm like, wow, shit, this is not bad. This is not bad at all. Banger, dude. Like, you, you, like you, that one? you crushed it. I will say that's the only song of yours that I've listened to, to so far. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm, there'll be more. But banger. I was like, holy shit. I was very impressed. For those of you who haven't heard it, here you go. Screw all the critics. They wish they had the guts. They love talking shit, but inside they're going nuts. They're so damn irrelevant, so we shut them out. R.I.P. They'll all die from self-doubt. I'm way too alive to ever have worries. We gotta shoot every shot like all the curries. Locking on the bucket, let's see that ball splash. It always goes in. Ready? Cash. Your jumper stays wet when your confidence is crazy. Everyone's a witness and most of them are lazy. But when you see some killers, give them your support. You'll link up at the top and take over the court that was literally just like there was no editing there if you're watching on youtube that was just straight and straight fucking killing it dude i had no idea that he could rap until like four hours ago before we came on the podcast and like dude i was like holy shit the guy's got what can't you do is there anything you can't do i believe i can do anything that i want to do and that's just what it is and with rap you can spit you can spit and what's important about my spitting ability is it's <laughs> What's all, important about my spitting ability? <laughs> it's all real talk. When you listen to the songs and the messages, first off, all the songs are titled, I'll give you some song titles, trust your instincts, get what you want, do it for you, I'm doing it, on the attack, leave the pack, never second guess, believe in yourself, excuses. I mean, every single song includes messages that the people need to hear. And I can do it in a way where you can clearly hear every word that I'm saying. Now, I'm more of like a factual spitter, and I create music with, in my opinion, the two most talented individuals on the planet, Jay Sway and Colby G, who have both been doing music for over seven years, basically their entire life. And Jay Sway is so freaking smooth with the auto-tune and the hooks and the flows. I mean, if you listen, he's on the hook for Walking Bucket. That's what when I when I uh, like R E S P E C T. I liked I, when I like when I liked it on Spotify, I saw that it was uh it was uh Billy Floyd, comma, 
J-Sway. Yep. And Colby G, Colby Gleona, as he goes by in real life, I mean, his voice is just so angelic, and he's so beautiful with it, and he just knows how to really sing it. So we make songs together. We call ourselves the Big Three. Me and Jay Sway call each other the Soul Brothers. And I first started out making music by myself with Jay Sway, but it was just some singles that I created. I, when was that? I was going to say, because you do so much. Do you like... When did you like, okay, so you, you were doing all the news anchor stuff and then you you came back and you're doing the Adirondack Thunder stuff. Like when were you like, all right, yeah, let's dabble into music. So it all started when I was in Wyoming, my best friend, here we go again with the best friend. Yeah, right. My, How many best friends does this guy have? So many great best friends. My best friend, Carmine Jamey, who was the sports guy. I was the morning news guy. He was the sports guy. We were in Wyoming. And when like we first met, like we instantly became best friends. We had mutual friends and we hit it off right away. And when we first started hanging out, he's like, yo, bro, like let's freestyle rap. I'm like, dude, I can't freestyle rap. You can't. And he's like, no, bro, like let's do it. So I'm like, all right, fine. And bro, I freaking sucked. I mean, I sucked. I'll show you a video of me in college freestyle rapping after we get off and you'll be like, no fucking way. But this is just the process. So when I was in Wyoming, me and him would freestyle rap every single weekend together. So in the trenches, like I've been working on my ability to rap. I've been trying, I'm obsessed with rap, always listening to rap, always consuming the greatness because whether it's Russ, Travis, Future, Big Sean, they all give you the keys to be great. If you listen to the lyrics and listen to what they say, yeah, they might be talking about, you know, girls and drugs and drinking a lot of the time, but mostly there's bits and pieces where they're telling you what to do and how to be great like them. So I've always consumed that. I was practicing for several years. And then around the end of summer last year, 2021, I I hit a point where it's like, man, like, I want to just try this. Like, Jay Sway. I'm doing everything. What else can I do? <laughs> it, that's That was the mentality I had. And Jay Sway, who goes by James Reedy, he was my childhood best friend. We hadn't like been together in another several- Another best friend. Another best friend. <laughs> we were disconnected for several years, kind of after elementary school, because we both went our separate ways, but we always followed each other, always supported each other. And just magically, we came back to where like he was always supporting me on social media. I was always supporting his music. And then finally, I hit him up like in September of last year. I was like, yo, like James, like, I just love what you do, bro. And I love rap. And I know that with my ability and my knowledge, I can create something very special. You're fucking Billy Floyd. Hell yeah, bro. (laughs) I don't want to just rap about what everyone else is rapping about because that's not me. I want to rap. hookers. Sure. And that's them. And they're proof that they just talked their shit. And it worked for them, for Meek Mill, for Moneybag, yo, for everybody I admire. It worked for them because that's them. But for me... You don't want to be cocaine and hookers. I don't. I, I can't because that's not me. <laughs> Touche. I want to be Billy Floyd and spit what Billy Floyd would You want to be real. Exactly. I want to be my authentic self. So we started on October 1st of 2021. Mid-October, I released my first three songs, Leave the Pack, Never Second Guest, and Excuses. And what's crazy, bro, is like what I told you, you just do what you love so the opportunities come. A week and a half later, one of my you know closest allies now- Best D- friend. DJ T-Swag. There we go. Best uh, friend. DJ T-Swag. Yes. T-Swag. Shout Yesterday out. was his birthday. Happy belated birthday, Thaddeus bro. is my boy. I love Thaddeus. Love that guy. He hit me up and he's like, hey, man- What a great fucking person. Dude, 
I can't even. He's just so awesome. And what a great guy! Dude, I, I met him in college. We went to college yeah. together, and then like, dude, oh, great. We, we hung out and shit. Like, dude, he's been my boy ever since. Been on the podcast twice. What a homie, dude! He started doing young artist showdowns. Yes, the we show, talked about the exactly. The we talked about some podcasts. And yep. He just started it like at this time, and he hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, man, like, saw you release some new songs. Like, would you like to be a part of our first ever young artist showcase?" I'm like. Holy, like, bro, he, he allowed me to be the first act for the first ever one. And I'm like, dude, I just started this. Like, this is crazy. Like, yes, 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 yes. And then me and my boy, Jay Sway, immediately made up two more new songs, Royalty and Sheeple. And Sheeple. You know, hell yeah. And then November 19th, 2021, like all my local friends came, my brothers and, and my, a couple of my college buddies came Was it came the sound in. bar in Saratoga? It was at the Night Owl. In oh, Saratoga. that's what I meant. Fuck. So we had the first ever show and like, my gosh, I was nervous out the ass. But like, <laughs> you just knew like, this is what it is. Like, this is what it is. You gotta do this. You have to get it done. And I crushed it. My friends were going crazy. I brought the energy. And what's special about my rap, too. I'm sorry. Is, you said nervous out the ass. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> nervous out the ass. But we pushed through. And what's different about me is I'm in a suit and tie. And of course. I'm, and I'm spitting real talk about leaving the pack, never second guessing. Damn, these excuses couldn't be more pathetic. Trying to make me feel bad for you, but I'm not sympathetic. I'm talking about shit that no one else talks about in rap. So what's really special for me is I love when people are looking at me like I'm some like alien life form from some different <laughs> planet because it's like, what is he talking about? Like, what is this shit? And that is more proof that I know I'm doing it right. And that never made me feel like insecure or bad. It was like, no, this is the point. My music doesn't relate to a lot of people. If I made trap music about what everybody else is making music about, then, you know, I'd probably be more well-liked in rap right off the rip. But I knew that my path was just going to be different because I'm not like anybody else, especially when it comes to music. And then immediately we make more songs and then more performances come. And since I made music in October, I've now had six live performances under my belt in less than a year. What can't this guy do? And let me, let me, let me go back to like, I, I don't mean to discredit what anybody else raps about at all. Like I could go through a long list of like every single like mainstream artist in the business, every single one. I mean, everyone from Lil Baby to Lil Dirk, their music inspired me to do everything. So I don't mean to say like, oh, what they're rapping about. Like they're rapping about their You're life. You're not talking shit. You're not talking shit. They're talking about their life right. and what they go through. And a lot of people, which is unfortunate, is they see these people at this high level and they're like, well, I just got to rap about what Future's rapping about so I can be like Future. It's like, no, 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 no. Be yourself. Future's rapping about what he wants to rap about and he's so good at it and he works so hard. That's why he got there. Don't rap about what Future's rapping about. Rap about what you are actually living. So when people are rapping about like, you know, traveling and getting a bunch of girls and doing a bunch of shit that they're not actually doing, it's like, this is all cap. This is fake. Cap. So that's my piece of advice for any young artists out there making music and going crazy. Actually make music about what you want to create. All right, folks, let me tell you all about the pump action shotgun tool. Whoa, there's a tool for shotgunning? Hell yeah, there is. So listen to this. The pump action shotgun tool 
created by the Drunk Engineers. Love that name, by the way. It makes shotgunning a hell of a lot easier, and let me tell you how. So you're going to take your beer, and you're going to stick it right in the shotgun tool, like this. Hold it like that so the air pockets are up here, and then you're going to give it a little squeeze. You're going to hear pop, bam, pop. But look at that, no mess. So right now, the air pocket's right up here, and you're going to want to make sure you take this, push that down, and then what we're going to do is we're going to rotate the tool. Hold the beer can in place to the mouthpiece. Then you're going to put your mouth on the mouthpiece and shotgun. And boom, no mess. You can shotgun at the dinner table, family events, wherever you want with absolutely no mess. So forget shotgunning, slamming a knife right through. Yeah, not a thing anymore. Thanks to the Pump Action Shotgun Tool by Drunk Engineers. And you can get yours right now. So just log on to www.drunkengineers.ca. Don't forget to use promo code GARAGEBOOZING for 15% off site-wide. That's right, promo code Garage boozing for 15% off site-wide. Go get yours now. Thank me later. Back to the show. You know, the matter of the fact is like maybe a lot of people who I know, who know me and love me, they've probably never listened to one song I've made because... I did. You're my best friend. My best friend right here. (laughs) They don't even give it a chance. And that's cool. But like, I know I'm going to get better. My brand, myself is going to get better. And once there's like a validation from the higher power... That's when people start to mess with you. It's unfortunate that in this day and age, people don't want to like support people until it's cool to support them. Isn't My, that shitty? That's so shitty. If, if you're going to take one thing away from this podcast, Chase, this is the number one point I want to make. Support your friends. Totally. Support them. If you love their stories they post their Instagram posts they make, their music they make, their podcasts, anything. Share it to your story, send it to people, hype them up and put it out there. Like, you know, so many people want to like repost all the famous people that don't even personally know them. If you're going to be reposting someone that has never seen you or know that you exist, you got to be posting your friend too. You can't just be posting people who don't know you. Like I reposted you today. Thank you, bro. You did. And that totally. was that meant the world to me because you should be doing that. And it's unfortunate because not a lot of people are doing great things. So they think like if I support my friend and repost them, like, oh man, that's going to dull from my shine because I'm not doing anything. Well, it's like, no, like be inspired by your network of people who are making great content or making great business. And then you repost their stuff. And then you're like, wait, if they can have their own show, if they can have their own rap songs, like why can't I do what I want to do in my reality? So support the hell out of your friends. And like we were saying before, if you like it, message them, leave a comment, like tell them how great they're doing. Because like, it actually helps. It goes around and it makes people feel like they're actually doing it right. So just support the hell out of your friends. I'm not telling people out there, hey, like, you know, please share my stuff and follow me. Like, I don't need that. That's fine. But there's people who do need that. So share it and talk about it and say that. I'm not going to lie. Every comment I ever get on the podcast on like YouTube or like Instagram or Twitter any, or, or even uh TikTok, any, anytime I post anything anywhere, like little clips and stuff of the episodes, and people comment like, haha, that was so funny, or something like, even a little comment. Yeah. It's like, dude, all right, cool, this is great. Like, I'm going to keep yeah. going. But, um, so the next question I'm going to ask you here is, 
this entire podcast, you've said lock in, locked in multiple times. Why are you saying that? It's just the universal phrase that gets everybody right here, right where they're supposed to be. Yep, we got the wristbands. We're dripping out. We got the water bottle here locked in. We're doing the thing big. And the backstory behind locked in was it was last fall. Me and, here we go again, my best friend, Andrew Holmes. (laughs) Another best friend. One of the greatest basketball players I've ever shared the core with and truly like my rock. Like we've done so much together, heart to hearts, you name it. I mean, I would die for this kid. He's my now business partner, always been my best friend, number one sidekick on a basketball court. I mean, literally, I... Literally my number one. And we were shooting on a windy day in Voorheesville outside. And when you shoot baskets in the wind, you're kind of screwed. Like, it's very difficult to make shots. And we were missing a shit ton. And we're both knockdown shooters. And we were missing shots. It was windy. We were both simultaneously going through shit in our head where we weren't locked in. Like, we were just getting shots up, missing, and kind of not enjoying the time. But then finally, we're like, dude, like, come on. Let's, let's get with the times. Let's do this shit. So after every time we took a shot, you know, I'd rebound for him. Then he'd rebound for me. We'd swap. Catch, lock in, shoot, catch, sh- lock it. We'd say locked in before every single shot. Every time I get the rebound, locked in, pass it in, locked in, catch, shoot. And it started working. Like we kept verbally saying locked in before every single shot. And we started hitting shots. So, like, we're like, oh, like, this is sick. Like, locked in. Like, oh, it's locked in. Like, we just kept saying it. And then around my house, I was just like, yeah, I'm locked in. Mom, you locked in? Locked in. Locked it. And I get with Andrew again. Locked in. We're just saying it, saying it, saying it. It's obviously, like, in your vocabulary now because you've said it 17 million times today. So, I love it. I'm in. Everything. And my mom is the definition of locked locked in in because for Christmas, she she got me a navy blue locked in hoodie that said locked in across the chest and i put it on and i'm like holy shit this has magical powers because now i'm wearing a hoodie that says locked in now if i'm not locked in that means i'm false advertising and that means i'm a fucking phony so if i'm wearing this sweatshirt and i'm not locked in i'm a disgrace to the universe so i started wearing the sweatshirt and it would force me to to write it would force me to create it would force me to be locked in your mom understood the assignment she pays attention and she understood the assignment to a t and i loved it so much that i told my mom i need more so i got a red one and i got a green one started wearing them to the gym started wearing them everywhere and now all my friends yo where can i get one where do i get one so I, you know, told them like, hey, just, you know, 45 bucks and you can have whatever color you want. My mom has a special plug that we make them through. And now over 45 people and counting have various color locked in hoodies from every color. I mean, people from the gym, people I went to school with, people I, you know, play basketball with. I mean, all over the place. I've mailed them out. I've sent them across the country. People that I do music with, everybody has one. And it's so much fun. And also made these locked in wristbands too in every single color. And it has just become like me and it's become Andrew and it's become 
everything we've do, we've do together. And he works at metabolic. So he gives out wristbands to everybody at meta. And now they're saying locked in. Oh, where'd you hear locked in? Oh, Andrew Holmes and Billy Floyd. And this brand has just happened so naturally where I knew that I was going to have like merchandise one day and shit, but like no one's going to buy Billy Floyd merch. Like no one gives a shit about me, but locked in is like a special phrase that helps you. It actually helps you get locked in and stay focused. So people want to be a part of it. And this happened so Have you branded naturally. this yet? We're still working on it. We're still working on a logo, a trademark, and we're in the process of getting things done. Because, dude, that's going to be a killer. That's going to be a thing. This is going to be one of the biggest things of all time. Totally. This is the greatest movement in existence right now. I just love the message of locked in. I love it. Thank you so much, bro. And, And what's important about this, too, is it happened so naturally. It was because, how many times on this podcast did I say... Say that, say that, say it to the universe. We kept saying locked in. Then my mom's like, bam, I got to lock these guys in. She makes a sweatshirt. I wear it. We keep saying it. Now I'm putting it out there on my drip. Now people want to be a part of it. People want to wear the sweatshirt. People want to comment locked in. People want to tweet locked in emojis. People are asking me for wristbands. I hand out wristbands like they're candy. And now all the right people are a part of this wave that me and my best friend created without really trying to do anything. We just kept doing what we had to do to win while saying this phrase over and over again because we actually live by it. And now we have ourselves a growing brand. Now we have credibility as like, wow, like we did something and we're promoting a movement that everyone can be a part of. Dude, that's so badass because you can literally turn that into a whole merch store and shit, dude. That's workout clothes, yes, apparel yes. in every way. I mean, with the little lock emoji, I love it. This is gonna be extremely special, and it's not about me. It's not about Andrew. It's about locking all in, of us. Right? It's about all of us. Like, I just don't have anything in common with someone who's not locked in. Someone who <laughs> is just it. existing. They're waiting for the opportunities. They're waiting for some magic to happen. They're waiting for that bullshit luck that don't exist. Where people who are locked in, they are passionate about music or coaching or fitness or education or in the medical field, whatever they might be doing. Like if you just stay locked in and you do what you have to do with the right people and and you live by this message and you live by your own messages too that help you shine – I mean, this is just something that's going to be so beautiful. It already is beautiful, but where it's going to be is so sick. But I'm just enjoying the journey and where I'm at right now because I'm locked in. This is only the beginning for you, brother. Only the beginning. I can't wait to see where you go with the whole locked in thing. That's awesome. And you're connected with it too. like. Yeah, you see, I'm wearing it. I'm I'm locked in. Bro, I promise you, if you believe in locked in and you rep the brand and you say it like – you're going to reap the benefits of where this goes. Because I don't want to go to the top and not celebrate with everybody that helped me get there. Absolutely. When people, you know, I was I was on the phone with my friend earlier today and he said, you know, I don't mean to copy you or anything, but, you know, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm like, dude, say that shit. Put it out there to the universe. Tweet it, Instagram it, text it, emoji it, say it. Like, It's not copying. That's the whole point. I want everybody to say it. It's so unfortunate how people will do something great and then someone else will do it as well. 
And then the person who did it originally will be like, oh, look at this person copying me. Like they're just doing what I'm doing. Uh, Hello. That's the whole point. The whole point is for you to do something special and for people to love it that much that they are now also doing it. So copy me with the locked in. It's not even copying me. Just partake and say it because the more you say, I'm telling you, it's scientifically proven that if you say locked in and you wear locked in and you be about locked in, you're going to stay locked in. You're going to focus on everything that matters. No focus on the bullshit. And that's how you get everything that you're manifesting. I'm telling you, it works. I love your fucking mindset and I totally agree. So my last question here before we send off is, um, obviously you're a busy guy. You wear many hats. You're doing a lot of things. You're, you're, you're rapping. You're being the, uh, the presence at the Adirondack Thunder. You're two buttons deep, whatever. Do you ever take a break? Yeah. I mean, what, uh, when this journey, you know, gets heavy, it moves fast. I'm telling you, everything moves fast, but to go along with locked in, it's like, you can't just be relentlessly just working your head off and just grinding and dying over this. Like at the end of the day, there's nothing that matters more than the positive impact and what I have to do to get there and the sacrifices that need to be made so we can go to the places that we really aspire to go to. But of course, I I guess I do take breaks and I do relax and I do focus on me. Like I, I do so much stretching. I play a lot of basketball. I spend a lot of great time with my friends. I, I go on walks, you know. I, I step away from it because I'm a big, big advocate for disconnecting to reconnect. Now, I'm not I haven't gone on many vacations in the past year. I hardly go out to, you know, bars and nightclubs and whatnot because I don't drink that much anymore. But on Friday and Saturday nights, like I'm with my friends kicking it. We're talking about good stuff. We're hanging out and I'm definitely taking some great breaks because you spend time with your friends, you laugh, you maybe watch a basketball game or something. And then it's come Sunday, you do some yoga, you're relaxing, you're cooking, you're chilling, shooting some hoops. And then it's Monday again. And then it's like, well, like time to lock back in and like get after it. Back to the grind. But you have to go off of instinct and how you feel too. Like, trust me, you got to do the work when you still feel like shit. Like you wake up some days, like sometimes I'll wake up, it's a random Wednesday and my anxiety is through the roof and I'm trying to contain myself and get locked in. But that doesn't mean I'm going to take the day off. Like I'm still going to do the work. But sometimes you'll be working and doing what you have to do and then maybe stuff just isn't hitting. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take two hours to just you know listen to some music, maybe write, call a friend, go for a drive, go for a walk. Like you just got to listen to yourself because you can't be just working, working, working 24-7. You got to know when to You got to breathe sometimes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with relaxing. Like, it's one thing if all you do is relax, all you do is Netflix, all you do is lay around. That's not good. But when you're on this journey of pursuing your dreams, you got to Every once in a while, it. you know, watching a Netflix series, binging it the whole day, it's not terrible if you're like, you know, like working hard. Of course. You know, at the end of the night, every night, I, I watch an episode of 
How I Met Your Mother or <laughs> Seinfeld or some like Stranger Things. Strange. I, I haven't started that yet. I what? Like, you haven't watched it yet? I, I watched the previous seasons, but I haven't started the new one. Oh God! And I'm looking forward to starting that this weekend. Crazy. See, that's that's something I can partake in when when a show that I love comes out or a new movie comes out, like. You gotta enjoy that yeah. stuff. You gotta watch. You totally. gotta relax. Like if if a game seven's on for basketball, I basketball is my whole life. I'm gonna watch the game. Like no matter what you're doing, like never think that when you're relaxing, you should be working. I've fought that battle for a long time of like, oh my god, like I'm I'm trying to watch and read a book and chill, but like I know I should be doing stuff. No, 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 no. There's no. a balance. Fuck that, bro. You can't get in your head. Like, there's times to relax. There's times to unwind. There's times to kick it back with friends and family. Like, don't get in your head. Don't think I got to be working and just tearing it apart at all times. That's not a problem. That's how you just overwork yourself. Then you end up just hating the whole journey and you don't enjoy anything. This man is fucking... Words of wisdom. We're locked in, baby. We're locked in, baby. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I guarantee you will be back again. And uh, anything you have to say before we say goodbye? Again, bro, the opportunity means the world to me. What a fucking guy. I, I can't get enough of the connection. There's nothing I love more than connecting with other like-minded individuals. And Fuck for yeah. you to have your own platform, like like we were talking about, you know, I don't drink, right? And and this show is, you know, garage boozing, but like this is you and it's all you. So maybe like I don't fit the title of garage boozing. But you're still fucking here, baby. But bro, like I just have so much respect and appreciation for what you do that like it doesn't matter what anyone's doing. But if you have the same mindset and the same goals in mind and the same drive to be great, it there doesn't matter what it is you're doing. It just matters that you're doing something that you're obsessed with. So you have this podcast, you have this platform, you freaking grinded. You told me you started this during Corona and during Corona, that's where probably 98% of the country got worse. No. And 2% of the country said, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start my own podcast. I'm going to start my own passion project. And that is so ridiculously rare. So for you to think of this podcast, have, you know, what, almost, you know, 70, 80 episodes in total, bro, like this is absolutely insane. And the journey is the dream. So keep creating, keep having wonderful people on. And this is what's going to take you to the top. I know you work your ass off. I know that you do what you have to do to make money, but like this this is like the breadwinner right here. Like, keep investing in Fuck this. yeah. Because you got to do what you have to do now to make a living and to survive for sure. But like, don't ever get it confused. This right here, you as a host, you as a podcast person, you as an influencer, you as a man in a suit and tie, this is the ticket. So no matter what, keep this as the priority and keep this journey just so on keep it alive and keep it flourishing because this is special bro and i can't believe i get to be a part of it i mean i can believe it but i'm just so grateful <laughs> you're fucking billy floyd what do you mean of course i'm a part of it we're all part of it bro i can, dude your fucking energy has been some of the best energy i've ever had on this podcast and i can't thank you enough bro. thank you bro i swear to god you are gonna come back very soon I'm i can't pumped. fucking wait anytime you want my fucking guy but all right folks that's all the time we have for you today but We'll see you nerds next week. Let's go. Locked. Hey, nerds. 
please don't forget the number one way to support the brand. Buy some merch. We've got hats, hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and it's all available to you at www.garageboozing.net slash shop. And don't forget to follow on all your favorite social media accounts as well as YouTube at Garage Boozing. And of course, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, whatever the button may be, to the Garage Boozing podcast on your favorite podcast platforms so you can be notified as soon as a new episode is released. Ladies, gentlemen, and nerds, do you have what it takes to be a guest on the fastest-growing, alcohol-chugging, and nonsense-talking podcast? Well, now is your chance. The Garage Boozing Podcast has new guests every week, and you could be one of them. Just simply log on to www.garageboozing.net, click the Be On The Show tab, and submit your information. It's that simple. Join the boozement, or be a loser. Don't miss your chance, because we're taking this... To the moon.